Welcome to I Missed It, the podcast where we watch and talk about a show that one of us wanted to watch again and the other one missed entirely. I'm Ryan and I missed it. And I'm Brittany and I didn't. And we are on Buffy Season 2, Episode 18, close to the end, Killed by Death. As opposed to, you know... The other three horsemen. Yes. (laughs) While hospitalized with a severe case of the flu... Buffy battles a demon that sucks the life out of sick children. I am conflicted. Okay. There were many small parts to this episode that I greatly enjoyed and were very important for the continuation of the series and the character development of all of our favorites and least favorites. Yeah. This episode sucks. Yeah. So, like, four, but also great moments. Yeah, I said five. It was bad. I, I didn't like know what was time. happening half the time. It was... It's very rushed. Very rushed. Like, it takes forever, but it's also really rushed. Yeah, it's a strange, strange episode. It's almost a bottle episode, but not quite. I don't know what that means. Um, it means uh, an episode of a TV show that takes place entirely in one location. Is the easy way of saying that. So, like, if there's an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine that only takes place in the police station. Okay. They might have multiple sets, but it's all in one place. Gotcha. Right? Or um, even more than that, sometimes it's all on the same set, and they just rearrange things in the same room. So, like, an episode of How I Met Your Mother or Friends that only takes place in one apartment. Gotcha. Right, like there might be multiple rooms and multiple camera angles and shots and stuff, but just within one location. Gotcha. That's called a bottle episode. What did IMDb give it? IMDb gives this a 7.6. Okay. Yeah, so I've got thoughts and feelings. I only took so many notes because the overall plot kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, the main bad guy... Dare Kindestad, which I did not understand any of that at all. I don't even know what he was. Mm-hmm. Was awesome. Yeah. And easily could have won awards for that makeup job. That makeup's on the makeup point. and prosthetics and the whatever else they did do his face. Yeah. Really good. But he's in three scenes. Yeah. So how well did you remember this? Pretty well. I remember the beginning with Buffy patrolling while she was sick. Mm-hmm. And showing up, um, like, meeting up with the th- three of them. Yes. So, Cordelia, Xander, and Willow. Yes. Those are the three. Because sometimes it can be Giles, Willow, Xander. Mm-hmm. Well, there's all, they did lose Jenny last episode. So, yeah. there are fewer of them. Yeah. Do remember her fighting Angel... And then passing out. Mm-hmm. I did not remember, though, that the three saved her from Angel. Yeah. So, I have thoughts about that whole scene. Yeah. What I wrote down in the moment was, 
Angelus could have absolutely killed Buffy tonight in this episode, but also pretty much every time they fought. Yes. And he's very deliberately choosing not to. Yeah. Which we've established and spoken about. Mm -hmm. It was very interesting, but now it's just the same old, same old. Right. But then later, the best scene in this episode is when Angelus shows up and he and Xander have that moment. Yeah. It was an, it was incredible. It was great acting by both of them. And mm-hmm. it was very tense, very hushed, very important, but also didn't do anything for the plot. No. It was very emblematic of this episode. Here's this incredible scene, or here's this thing we should think about because of the lore of the show has nothing to do with this episode. Mm-hmm. Doesn't move anything forward nope. at all. But Angelus absolutely could have and should have killed Buffy in this episode. Right. Again. Because he went to bite her. And I assume he wasn't going to bite her to kill her or to turn her. He was just going to bite her. Yeah, just damage. Yeah. And the three of them saved Buffy. Yes, because they had crosses. Well, they had a burlap sack that they put over his head. Yes, because, okay, so if you get the burlap sack (laughs) over his head so he can't see, isn't your next move a stake? Yes. Especially if there's three of you working together. I also want to point out that all three of them jumped on top of David. Yeah, it was... Yes, it was weird, but, like, how strong is he he's very strong that all three of them could jump on top of him and he could take their weight and stand up because that's 300 plus pounds easily like oh my yeah it was impressive um but buffy should have been dead Mm -hmm. again you only get so many get out of jail free by the writer cards Mm -hmm. like you can only play the well we have a plot reason to keep her from dying card because she's already died. Yeah. That was in season one. Yeah. It was in the first story you told. Right. Was Buffy dying. So you've already established it. So. Right. It kind of undermines any time that Buffy's actually in danger. Right. Because we don't know if she can actually die. We don't know if she can just continually be brought back. Right. We don't know. At this point, I'm saying, we don't know what the rules are. Yeah. She did die, and I truthfully right now cannot remember exactly how. Like, what happened. I don't remember. Voldemort killed her. Right, but I don't remember how. His magic. It was his magic that they did not talk about or explain until that episode. Okay. And then she ended up face down in a puddle that brought her back to life. No. uh, In a white dress. Xander brought her back. Xander did mouth-to-mouth and CPR and brought her back. Chest compressions? Yeah. So, like, she was brought back in a natural way the first time. I don't remember that moment of that episode very well, but I do remember absolutely believing that whatever the puddle was that she was face down in was magical. Oh, no. And it that was... the puddle brought her back. Oh, no. It was Xander that brought her back. She was brought back in a natural way. Okay. That time. The writers made it very clear, though, that the most important part of that episode was the white dress. Yeah. I remember Buffy being admitted to the hospital, which is basically where the whole 
Yeah, pretty much place. the entire episode is in that hospital. They have a couple scenes elsewhere. I was very excited for Hospital Buffy, like sick Buffy, a sick Slayer. What does that look like? I was not disappointed. Mm-hmm. She had these weird visions. She wasn't sure where reality was. She could kind of see other things, mm-hmm. right? And she did heal quicker. Yeah. Um, and the doctors couldn't explain it. She ends the episode by injecting herself with a poison. Well, she or, drinks it. Or drinks a fever-inducing virus of some sort so that she can see the demon. Yeah, they made it sound like it was a lie. He was Like, the doctor was experimenting with injecting the kids with the live virus to fight it. Right, because the doctor the didn't have any other ideas. Like, this was the last-ditch effort, and that's what they did. Yeah. It was interesting to me because they didn't really establish any Slayer lore. Mm-hmm. In regard to what her powers are or how they work or anything, yeah, they just kind of established that, yeah, she's more than human. Mm-hmm. She can do cool things. She can heal differently. Her physical makeup is different. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what that means yet. Yeah. One of the better parts of this episode was them walking that very fine line of, she's the Slayer, so the rules aren't the same for her. But we're not going to tell you what those rules are. Yeah. Because like, we don't know. Is Buff- the rest of that sentence. I assume the writers don't actually know. Right. And Buffy's mom established that, like, she doesn't get sick. And the whole thing with Angel and then Jenny dying has brought her down, which, like, assisted in her getting sick, which, you know, is what happens when you are super stressed. And Yeah, it's a very interesting take on mental illness. Yeah. Because they never call it that. Mm-mm. And I don't even know if they would have had the language to call it that back in 1998. But basically, she's depressed and has mental anguish. And that mental pain and mental stress is causing a physical reaction. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about... Yes, she's the Slayer. Yes, she can do all of these things, but she's also still a person. Yeah. So... Run down. I would love to see them try to do this episode again today. Yeah. Because, one, there's no way it would suck if they got another stab at it. Yeah. But because they could really lean into that mental health aspect of it, especially since, theoretically, the main point of this episode is there's an invisible demon... That yeah. only children can see. Like, you could play much more with that than they even did. Right. And it's so confusing the way that they do that because they say only kids can see it. But then again, Buffy couldn't see it. But then she could see it when she had the fever. So, watching it this time, I was confused about, is it really that only kids can see it? Or is it really, if you have this fever, you can see it? Right. Which... Is a distinction they did not solve. No. And she said, she was talking about the kid Ryan and saying that he could see it, but in connection with the fever, it sounded like. Like, I was really confused and I didn't catch that part until now. Like, yeah, I didn't. It didn't make sense. It. it did not make sense. They tried something, parts yeah. of it worked, most of it didn't. Yeah. I do respect the fact that they tried something different because this yeah. is a very different episode yeah. of Buffy. It is... It still feels like a Buffy episode, unlike the yeah. Ted episode. Yes, 
But this felt like Buffy leaning into the horror genre. Yes. Which... Uh, especially with the flashbacks to little Buffy. Yeah. And I do remember Buffy's cousin dying, and I wrote with that before they revealed it at the end. Um, from I said from the same demon, and yes, her cousin died from the demon death or whatever they called death. Dare Kindestad. Dare Kindestad. Dare or Dur Kindestad. Sounds German, so I don't it know. It is very German. Okay. Der Kindestad. Nope, that's Russian. Yes. One thing that I really enjoyed... Because I know you don't like Cordelia, but one thing that I really enjoyed about it was that it was Cordelia, Xander, and Willow waiting in the waiting room. Yes. And then Giles and Joyce came. Mm-hmm. But they just did a panning shot of the three of them, and it was Willow and Xander looked super concerned, mm-hmm. and court and were like just looking straight ahead, not paying attention to like anything. And, but Cordelia was looking at Xander, mm-hmm. and she looked genuinely concerned, but obviously not for Buffy. She does not care about Buffy. No. But she was concerned because Xander was worried. Right. And I do respect the fact that they are very slowly turning Cordelia, that she is still not a great person, no. and she's still very selfish and self-centered because... Of course she cares about how Xander's doing because she has to. She has moved on from just the purely physical aspect of their relationship to actually maybe kind of sort of caring about him. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got to see that here. But, yeah, she doesn't care about anybody else in that room. Mm-mm. She barely cares about him. Yeah. I, it was just a really nice moment, and I enjoyed it. I do think this is the first time we've seen Cordelia in a ponytail, though. Her hair is pretty much always down. Gotcha. I it was tell you. while they were in the graveyard. It stuck out to me. I don't know why that particular thing stuck out to me, but I was like, oh, she's got a ponytail. That's different. And then Willow had the braids and everything. Like They looked like they were ready for a night of patrolling. Yeah. I mean, if it stuck out, then maybe it was the first time. I don't remember. Couldn't tell you. Favorite line for the episode? They are visiting Buffy in the hospital room. Xander brings her balloons. Willow brings her her homework that Willow has already done for her. Which is already a problem. Which is, yeah. And then and Cordelia says, uh, No one told me to bring gifts. And Giles is done with this. And says, It's traditional among people. I did not embellish that pause. That is how long Giles paused in the episode. It was delightful. Because any time that Anthony Stewart Head can just drop the facade and just be snarky, it's great. Which he does later on, too, when Xander is telling Cordelia that she needs to go work with Giles because he needs an extra set of hands, and he gets real mad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, why would you want her? 
It was so funny. Yes, it was very funny. And then they go and research, and she's just asking not dumb questions, like the correct kinds of questions, and she's interested. Yeah. And vaguely invested, but he is just done. Giles is over this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that uh, there's a very similar scene between her and Angel on Angel. It's a good bit. You can only do it twice, but yeah. it's a good bit. Yeah. Um, my favorite line is at the very beginning when Buffy is patrolling and then she like turns a corner or something and there's Xander, Cordelia, and Willow and she almost hits Xander and he says, my whole life flashed before my eyes. I gotta get me a life. That's not wrong, Xander. I think that might have been the first line of the episode. It was one of them. Well, it's very early. Yeah. So apparently, you can dose the Slayer. They had a very specific shot of them uh, basically putting anesthesia or a knockout drug or something in Buffy. In the, like, in the hospital, the nurse and the doctor were applying it. It was on purpose. It was a whole thing. But they had a very specific shot of, yes, of we can sedate the Slayer. Yep. Which is, again, one of those things in this episode that it's a very important thing to know, but... It doesn't really need to mm-hmm. happen right here to forward the plot of this particular episode. Right. We did have an angel sighting. We've already talked about him, but it was at two minutes in. He surprises Buffy and the Scooby gang in the graveyard. Uh, he is clearly there just to cause trouble. He doesn't really want to kill Buffy because he's angel. And he's conflicted, even though he's not conflicted. But he is conflicted. But he's not conflicted. Many magazine articles were written about this. <laughs> yes. And the next thing that I had was Cordelia. I remember Cordelia flirting with the security guard. Oh, boy. Which is weird and uncomfortable, but... Yeah, it didn't get physical on the part of the security guard. Yeah. So that made it better? Yeah. I don't know. Just every now and then you have to remind yourself, oh, right, these characters cannot be 18. No. There's no way that any of them are 18. The only one that is possibly 18 would be Oz, who wasn't in this episode because he's a senior. Right. He's busy being a werewolf. He can't be in every episode. He's a werewolf. Yes. Werewolves are expensive. But yeah, I'm sure Seth Green is probably expensive. Too. Probably not at this point. <laughs> not here. This was 1998. Well, had Austin Powers come out yet? I don't remember. You know, one thing that did really bother me, and I didn't remember it before, but Buffy fractured her wrist. They talked about how she fractured her wrist, and she had like a something around it, a wrap around it. Mm-hmm. Splint. Yeah, she like came to. She was out of her conscious and all of that. Mm-hmm. She sat up. Mm-hmm. And put all of her weight on that wrist. Multiple times. And did not flinch. No. Yes, you're the slayer, but you still fractured your wrist. There's still pain. It, yeah. It bothered me. There were several things like that in this episode that were just off. Yeah. 
I called it out in the moment, but there's a scene where Buffy is in a wheelchair and that she's outside with the Scooby gang and they're talking and figuring things out. And everyone is making sure that their eyeline is correct because Buffy is lower than them. And then Giles sits down and can speak across and look right at her. But somebody screwed up and didn't tell Cordelia to change her eye level. Her eye line was like she was looking straight ahead into the distance, like she was trying to make eye contact when Buffy's face is actually two feet below her. Yeah. Like, there were a couple of things like that that happened. The uh, fight at the beginning, the Angelus Buffy Scooby Gang fight, like, the actual fighting moves were pretty cool and good, but then they had a sound effect. They added a sound effect when angelus picked up buffy and threw her face into the concrete wall Mm -hmm. and it sounded like she hit a bunch of pads yeah i don't know like the sounds were off off. like they add these sound effects anyway but usually they at least make sense like this was just wrong the sounds were wrong Mm -hmm. and then the fight didn't really make sense what they did was cool but it didn't make sense right and then the fight at the end between Buffy and their kindest god was so all over the place. It was weird. Like yeah. it was the fight was weird. They only ever gave us like one cutaway shot of Xander just watching Buffy kick the air because Xander can't see it. Like, let's see more of that. Raise the stakes a little bit more. No. Instead we see the actual fight. It's not that great. Again, Buffy shouldn't be winning, and then all of a sudden he's killing her, and she's like, oh, boop, final move, he's dead. Right. What? Okay. Yeah. But their kindestad could have won an Emmy for that makeup and prosthetics. Yeah. It's so all over the place. So inconsistent. Right. And then there, like we've pointed out, like the small, really good scenes between, like, two people. Yeah. So, like, you talked about the Angels and Xander scene. Gosh, that was good. It was really good. And then there was also a small scene between Xander and Cordelia that I thought was very good. It was, it like, peeked into their relationship and... The, are you checking out Buffy's butt? Check out my butt scene? Yeah. Yeah. That was well-written and well-delivered. They did a good job with that. Yes. I enjoyed... The scene because they did they did a really good job with it. Yeah, it was well written. Yeah. Um, and then we already talked about the scene between Giles and Cordelia. Like it was like random little things like that that were like very good. Yeah. For those of you watching along with us at home, uh, if you haven't watched this one yet, watch it. But maybe be like doing something else in the background. Like you don't have to pay attention, but you should probably watch it because parts of this are really good. I also just really liked the fact that um, the demon, I'm not going to say his name because I can't, Death. Der Kindestad. I assume it's German. It sounds German. It sounds German. Anyway, Der Kindestad. Um, Yeah. He fights Buffy. She falls down. I don't know if he knocks her down or if she just falls down because she's sick and it makes sense if she would just fall. He can easily kill her at that moment. He chooses not to and goes to pick up his hat. It's a really good hat. It was a stupid moment, but I loved it. It was very dumb. Like, the demon could not care less about her. The demon also never spoke? Nope. Once. Nope. 
Not at all. But was terrifying. Yep. It's a very good hat. Yeah, the trivia said that they modeled it, modeled that demon after Freddy Krueger. Side character shout out. I had a delightful moment where I got to point at the screen and go, that's Mozzie. Yeah. Uh, Mozzie from uh, White Collar with Matt Bomber. Mozzie is the um, character name. The actor's name is Willie Garson. He did his job in this episode. Like, he didn't do anything terribly mm-hmm. special. He was fine. Uh, he got hit on by Cordelia, and that was pretty much it. Um, but it was delightful to see Mozzie, a very different... Young. Younger Mozzie. <laughs> Same amount of hair, though. Yeah. Not so, that he was old. Not that he's old, but... No. Same amount of hair, and they referenced his lack of hair. Xander made a Rogaine joke. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Good sweet. job, Willie Garson. Good to see you. Yeah. Who was yours? Uh, mine was Ryan, the kid that um, almost got murdered by the demon at the end. Yeah. The one who drew Buffy the picture. Yep. The very, got- very bad, good picture. It was wonderful. A very good bloody picture yes. at the very end. That's a good way to end an episode. Right. But I thought he did a great job for the fact that he was probably, what, like eight? Yeah, probably about eight, nine, somewhere in there. Yeah. He did very a very good job. They told him to lay there and scream because there were two eyes trying to suck out the life of him. Yeah. There's no good way to prep someone for that, especially no. an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. I really hope that kid did not have nightmares later. <laughs> Hopefully not. I have a second side character shout out. Uh, this is a little bit more of a deep dive, but the actor who played uh, their Kindis God, his name is James Jude Courtney. Okay. He has done a few other things, mostly in the 80s and 90s, um, and then he was done acting. His credits end in 2002. He took a 16-year break. Okay. He came back two years ago. He has now shot three films. Okay. One has been released. The other two sequels coming out later. Okay. I didn't see this. I don't know if you did. This is way more up your alley. Okay. He's playing the shape in the Halloween reboots. I haven't seen any of the Halloween... The new ones, at least. The new ones with Jamie Lee Curtis. So he played the shape in Halloween 2018. And then they have a shot, and then there's supposed to be a third in this reboot of the Halloween series. I think Halloween is actually one that I've never actually seen. Gotcha. I've seen a Friday the 13th, because I think it is Friday the 13th. Whatever Jared Padalecki was in, he was in one of them, and I saw that. But nice. That's cool. Yeah, so random bit of trivia, but 16 years later he's back and he's playing a big scary thing kind of like this yeah in the halloween reboot like cool that's not nothing somebody knew you and called you yeah was he in any of the original ones no huh yeah he must you must know someone
I was slightly disappointed that they did the little Buffy thing and it was her cousin Celia and all of that. And Joyce is very adamant about this is why Buffy's afraid. And it turns out this is why Buffy's afraid to be in the hospital. She has a deep-seated fear of this for good reason and it relates to the plot. Yeah. I was disappointed because I wanted it to just be her being terrified that Angelus could get to her here in this hospital. Oh, yeah. I mean... And they talked about it. And yeah. it was a very real problem, which is why Xander stayed there. Yeah. Right? And then we had the Xander Angela scene. And they established that, and they did it, and they talked about it, and they got it out of the way so that they could do this other plot that mm-hmm. they wanted. I wanted Angelus to take it as a challenge. What can I do to Buffy while she's in the hospital? What more pain and torture can I inflict upon her while she's in this place? Mm-hmm. So I was interested in seeing how that was going to go. Yeah. That is not the path they chose to take. Yeah. I almost wish that her cousin would have just been sick and died and it would have not been from the demon. Yeah. If and that, we knew more about the demon and all of that, maybe it would have meant more, but... I mean, it makes sense. Like, it's, oh, hey, I remember my cousin dying. It was this terrible thing. Oh, my God. She didn't actually die from being sick. She died from a demon. Like, it... it ties in well but i just wish that it would have been my cousin was sick and she died in the hospital yeah because if she's killed by a demon right and they make the point that buffy was the one who saw it happen kind of sort of like mm-hmm. she was the one there who saw, watched her die take it a step further and somehow tie it into buffy has slayer power so demons are attracted to those around her yeah don't make it Buffy's fault, because it's not. Mm-hmm. But you can suggest that maybe if she wasn't the Slayer, if she didn't have these powers, if she wasn't this person or becoming this person, maybe the demon doesn't show up and kill her cousin. Yeah. If you're going to go that way, go all the way. Take yeah. it all the way as far as you can, and let's explore it. That's not what they did. No. I wish it would have just been, hey, my cousin was really sick and she died. Right. And then Buffy just hates hospitals. Like, yeah. And that's perfectly valid and something that many people can uh understand and absolutely agree with. i kind of want buffy to just hate needles right right or something like that like something yeah. very human and something yeah. like okay so you're cool with staking vampires but we can't give you a shot yeah like something like that would be interesting yeah something very human because right now the things that tie her to being human are her teenage girl stuff and that is gonna get boring and not relevant because she's gonna not be a teenage girl anymore right give her things that can last give her character markers that can continue past her current stage in life Mm -hmm. Uh, this episode sponsored by Krispy Kreme and Crayola yes because those were very prominent I loved Xander as the guy you want sitting in the hospital waiting room who's got your back yeah. It's a very good look for that character. Um, I didn't know that we could see that right now, but it's a very, very good look for the loyalty of that character. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we got to see it. And then also that Xander and scene is very good. Yeah. I'm sure people can argue that the only reason he's staying there is because he's still in love with Buffy. But I feel it establishes that he would have done that for anybody in that group. Yeah, I think he probably would have. He views himself as... A loyal protector, and yep. he can't do 
all of the things, but the things he can do are the things he's going to do. Yeah. There was a moment where Giles was speaking with Cordelia back when they were trying to figure out what was going on. And they're in the library talking. And Giles is not very committed to the researching. <laughs> and Cordelia calls him on it, which was strange. But Giles has to try to rationalize why Buffy is seeing a monster. And Giles psychoanalyzes Buffy very briefly, but very well. Mm -hmm. And it was, again, one of those moments that didn't need to happen. Didn't really change the plot of this episode, but spoke to larger Buffy issues. Mm -hmm. I think my last thing here is that... uh, I th- uh, it, it's taken what is this? So first episode was or first season was twelve episodes. This mm-hmm. was eighteen episodes. This is the thirtieth episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer we have now watched, and I think this is the first time that I've gone. I don't know how they did this. Okay, I'm not sure how they pulled off the dragging of the dead doctor by the invisible demon. I'm not totally sure. The easy answer is fishing line. That would uh, explain it. Um, they were also close-ups of the doctor, so you couldn't see what was happening around, so they could have been doing other things. But it was very, very well done and very creepy. I mean, is it possible to just put them in, like, green or black or whatever and just edit them out? Now, yes. Not in the 90s? I don't know. I don't know how much money they had. I don't know what they had available to them. Gotcha. They maybe could have. In a movie, they certainly could have. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about the 18th episode of a TV show where they're just trying to get to the end of the season and save their money for the finale. Right. Right? And they've already yeah. spent all this money on the prosthetics and very good mask for the demon. Right. But they pulled it off, and it was creepy, and it was great, and he moved involuntarily, and then they turned him 180 degrees on the ground and dragged him away. Yeah. And the shot was just wide enough that you could see things around him and there was nothing pulling him, nothing making it happen. Yeah. And I assume it was some sort of fishing line contraption rigged up so they could pull him around, but I couldn't quite figure it out. And I think it was the first moment in the show that I went, I don't know how they did that. Good job, Buffy. Our final segment for this episode is Ryan predicts poorly. In the next episode, Buffy will get at least three more kills. She is sad, she is mad, and she needs to stake some things. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> Buffy didn't stake anything in this episode. She needs yeah. to get some staking done. This is the end of I Missed It, Buffy Season 2, Episode 18. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at I Missed It Pod and our network at ghostlightmedia.net. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts Please. or Spotify or wherever else you listen to us on. Yeah. Tell us what you listen to us on if it's not Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Cause yeah, what podcasters do you use? That would be interesting to know. This show would not exist without the support of patrons over at ghostlightmedia.net. If you'd like to support the show, uh, we have various tiers of donations that get you rewards like an exclusive Discord invite, uh, mentions on the shows, 
of the network. You can even get into uh, maybe suggesting some things for our actual plays, whether that be uh, Imprinted Echoes or Another Path. Maybe you can suggest some items or ideas. Check us out over there on ghostlightmedia.net. You can find the Patreon link as well as our merch link there. Our merch is super cool. This has been Buffy Season 2, Episode 18, Killed by Death. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brittany. And don't forget that all the coolest demons wear hats. And cool hats. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.